It's for all the dreamers out there. You're gonna be Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us today. As co-founders of Coaching for Change, Marquise and I have been working with college-age young adults for the last 12-plus years, and there's a wealth of knowledge and experience uh, within each of their stories as they prove over and over again that they have what it takes to succeed and to lift the world around them. And so we're hoping to use this podcast as an opportunity to share those stories with you, to relate, to learn, and to motivate. Coaching for Change is a nonprofit that uh, recruits college students to go into schools to be role models, mentors, and tutors. And as we've progressed over the years, we've learned how amazing our college students are, and they've shared stories with us about how they've overcome so many challenges. And so what better way than speaking directly to our college students so they can share their stories? Yeah, so kicking it off, again, I'm Pete Berman. I'm the co-founder and chief operating officer at Coaching for Change. I am Marquise Taylor, co-founder and CEO of Coaching for Change. And introducing our wonderful group of college students here with us today. Uh, you guys want to introduce yourselves? I guess I'll go first. Um, so my name is Noah. Um, I'm from Hingham, Massachusetts. Uh, my major is politics and history with a minor in public relations. Uh, I'm going into my senior year of college. Um, so right now I currently work as an intern uh, as a marketing intern for Coaching for Change. Um, it's been a, a pretty pretty good experience to add to my resume. Um, you know, I've enjoyed working with Pete and uh, Marquise. They've been like really good teachers and mentors for me. So I'm excited to, to talk about uh, different types of issues and topics uh, in, this, in this podcast. Uh, my name is Naomi Antoine. I am from Hingham. I'm actually going into my junior year of college. And the same as Noah, I'm also from... Curry College, and uh, my major is early ed, and I do work at a daycare, but um, hopefully in the future I get to work in the elementary school, so. Okay, and my name is Genesis Frankford. Um, I'm from Boston. I'm going into my junior year, and I currently go to Bridgewater State University for psychology. Would you guys mind telling us a little bit of background of just kind of what it was like for you growing up. You know, we're in a wonderful elementary school here in Fall River, Massachusetts. Shout out to Fall River Public Schools. Thank you for letting us use the space. Um, but to that light, kind of what was it like starting out for you in like the elementary, middle school years navigating as a student? So I grew up uh, in Weymouth, Massachusetts. So growing up in middle school and in high school, um, the schools were predominantly white, so um, I kind of had like a hard time finding some friends. So, you know, joining uh, after school activities, um, or that's where I really got to find like uh, my people and stuff. Um, I say for me, I mean, we're siblings. I don't know if y'all know that, but <laughs> we grew up in the same school, like everywhere we went to. So again, like he said, it was predominantly white, and I think what made it worse for me is that I was a very shy girl. So like. Not having your people, but also being shy kind of like doesn't go well together. But as you kind of grow up, you kind of realize that being shy, like 
it gets you somewhere, but it doesn't really get you far, you know? So like, um, as I grew older, I kind of realized that I really need to to be more of a voice for myself, you know, to just to find more of a group of friends and just be more comfortable with new environments. Awesome. Nice. Thank you. Um, and me, I kind of like grew up bouncing around from like school to school. So at some point I did go to school in Weymouth and that was definitely like semi-challenging just because I am shy and like they also said it was like a predominantly white space so making friends wasn't the easiest and then I also didn't speak nearly as much as I do now mm-hmm. so yeah but luckily my friends came to me got me saved me so that was good so I mean you guys are talking about your guys' experience with um with middle school and elementary school um I remember when I was a kid uh I had a home life and then a school life, right? Like it was, I was two completely different people. Yeah. Uh, at home, I was this outgoing kid. At school, I was like kind of reserved, nervous, worried about like being cool, right? And so um, as you guys talk about being at a school that's predominantly white, what was what was the in-school persona versus the out-of-school persona, right? Like what, what was the difference there? Definitely like my mom, she would always tell me like, um, you know, you're a black student, so you have you have to like carry yourself a certain way. So, um, you know, being in like these these schools with like mostly white kids, so I would usually just be um, like just reserved and stuff. Because if I like show too much emotion or do do so, do a certain thing, then um, I, I'd be seen as like too loud or, or too ghetto. So I would just like you know just keep my keep to myself and just just stay reserved and stuff. So. An unintentional shyness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Cause, like, so you're, you're more worried about the perception, Yes, right? exactly. Like, okay, so you couldn't be your authentic self. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Okay, got you. I think for me, it was more of like trying to fit in more of like what Noah said. I feel like for me, like, because we had so many white kids, it was more of like, how could I fit in and try to be friends with these kids? More of just so like, oh... It's okay. Being different is fine. So I feel like for me, my shyness came from just how could I fit in with these group of kids. So that's what I would say, Lisa. Do you remember what that looked like? You have to like dress um, different and uncomfortably? It was more or? of like, I know in middle school, I would try to wear like lighter face makeup. Like it, it was okay. bad. Like yeah. I, it wasn't like too light. Like we're like, it was like, oh, I'm light skin here and dark skin here. It was more of like the shade just didn't go with my skin so I'm like at all. And I thought it was so cute, but it clearly wasn't. Like, so, Do you reflect yeah. back on those pictures now? Yeah, I'd be deleting everything. <laughs> like, yeah. That's awesome. Um, mine was like a mix of the both of their experiences. Like I, since I was very shy, I always like struggled with like my perception of people. Like I'm very big on like my appearance, the way I present myself. So it's like I never wanted to like do too much and like speak too much and then like kind of throw somebody off. But at the same time, I did like want to try to like fit into those spaces so I could make myself feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. What helped you break through the shyness? Was there a moment? Was there a thought process? I don't know. It's like you kind of grow up seeing everybody else like live their life, have fun, enjoy who they are, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, I want to do that too. Like that seems cool. So I feel like a specific moment. Um. This one time, like some years back, my friend, she was like, oh, like, let's go to a party. Like, I just, I know these people. We're going to have a good time. And I was like, girl, no. Like when I first got there, I said right next to her the whole time, did not move, not one inch. And then 
some people like to start coming up to me like speaking like oh like i like your shoes blah blah, blah. like based off like little common interests mm-hmm. and then from there like it just like kept going i was just like i love being outside like i love interacting with people okay. this is great like yeah so that kind of like stirred the thought nice i think i think for me personally like for shyness um i think like yeah you don't ever like really go away from like from shyness i think like as you grow older you just become um like more in tune with yourself and more like just confident so do you remember kind of one of the first times when you weren't feeling reserved or shy and you were able to just be yourself finally and open up in front of people? I think, so I had to do a presentation for school and then usually I, I hate doing presentations, but for some reason I was just like, um, you know, I just, I took like the steps. So I, I, I reviewed my information early and then I did stuff beforehand, pre- prepared myself and then I was able to just speak more clearly and, you know, say my topics more confidently. And that way I wasn't, I wasn't shy because I was actually prepared to mm. do the necessary things to do. Yep. That's awesome. Um, I think one thing that killed my shyness was not being able to speak up for myself because, mm. Lord, one thing about, like, no offense, but one thing about white people back in the day, like, <laughs> one thing about white people back in the day, like, I mean, sometimes still now, because, like, I mean, social media, like, you would be getting canceled for anything. But, like, back in the day, before we had TikTok and stuff, like, these white kids would be just saying the N-word, like, here and there. And I remember I was sitting at lunch, and then there's these two white girls beside me. And they, they were speaking to me, but they were speaking in a way, like, where they wanted me to hear. And I was just chilling. And then, like, these two girls, they said it. And they looked at me, and, like, Kiki started laughing. And, of course, me being me back in there, I was just like, you know, like, you know. Cool. You laugh with him? I was just like, <laughs> like it was like a fake laugh. I couldn't do anything. I'm supposed to do like be like, don't say that. Like so anyway, so I just like looked and stared and I was just like, okay, like there was no point of you saying that, but what can I really do? So yeah, like speaking up for myself back in the day was definitely an issue. So you went to Weymouth High School also, right? Yeah. So like so Well, with- not high school, middle school. Middle school. All right. So you went to Weymouth Middle School and then you went to high school in Boston. Yeah. So how how was that transition of I'm making assumptions here, right? Weymouth, predominantly white. Boston, very diverse, yes. right? And so how was that transition for me, for you? And did you feel a different energy uh, when, when you made that transition? Um, i say definitely. Because I transferred from Weymouth, like, in my seventh grade year, like, mid-seventh grade year. So then I had to, like, go be, like, out in Boston. So it's just, like, a huge difference once you get out there, like, you see more teachers that look like you, more students that look like you. Like, it was definitely cool. And it's like, as soon as I walked through the door, they're like, oh, what's your name? Like, everybody's like, kind of like yeah. in your face trying to get to know you, like trying to make you feel comfortable, basically. Yeah. Like, whereas like in Weymouth, it was kind of like, not saying like if you were the only black student, but like, if you are the only black student, you can like kind of feel it, like if you're in that class yeah. by yourself. So, yeah. yeah. What helped you take the small risk to begin standing up for yourself in these all white schools? Um, I think just wanting to have more friends. Like, okay. I don't know. Like, I know some people be saying, like, you don't need friends. Like, you only need yourself. It's true. Like, yourself always comes first. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like life is so much fun when you have, like, real friends. Not, like, them fake, no. Like, mm-hmm. when you actually have real friends that actually count on you instead of just taking whatever you can get. Got so, it. yeah. No, what about you, man? Standing up for myself? Yeah. Yes. Um, like I think, like for me personally, I, I don't really care what people say about me. But like, if it's like 
I mean, I care, but like, I'm not. I'm not gonna be like. I'm not gonna start fighting because I know who I am. So like, 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 what you say, like, it really phase me. But like, um, uh, if 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 they say things about like either my my sister, my mom, or my family, or if it's like something really out of pocket, then you know, then I say something. But like, if it's more more of like my family that's hurt, then then I step in and like and take action. But yeah, that's, that's my viewpoint on it. There. Why are you laughing at Oh, because it's just funny because me and Noah, like, one thing about us, like, if you come for him, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be like, someone, like, oh, like, don't come for my brother. Like, you can make jokes. I don't care. Like, I will laugh with you. Sure. But sometimes, like, like when I be in school, like, sometimes, like, that one person can say, like, the reckless type to their sibling. And they're be like, like, sometimes they'll be, like, in school, like, you ever just see a sibling, like, they just don't like each other in school or they'll just walk yeah. right past each other and, like, don't say hi. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like me and Noah, like, our, like, relationship for, like, siblings is really good. Like, yeah. so it's just, like, I just thought it was funny because, I mean, sometimes I let it slide, but sometimes I'm just like, all right, too much. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, so think, talking from a sibling standpoint, how how did you guys lean on your family during during all of this? Like, how, how like, family role models who helped you guys kind of craft the narrative and help you guys get through through some of these challenges you guys are talking about? I would say um, both my parents, you know, I could really uh, lean on them for for stuff. Um, I, remember, I think I remember one time, um, like this kid, um, I'm not going to name him, but like this kid was like, he said something and then my dad got out the house and he was, oh God. He, was like, he was like, don't say anything to my son. Don't say anything to my son. When your dad drove he, to the he, dude's he, house? I was, waiting for the, I, was, I was waiting for the bus at the, at the bus stop. And then he just walked out in his PJs. Then he was like, oh, yeah, so many stories. I heard, you, I, <laughs> he was like, I heard you say this to my son. Don't ever say it again. And he was just trying to like, <gasps> and then, but yeah, so it was, that was just a cool thing to see. But, um, you know, I could, I could really like lean on both my parents to, to, to stick up and stand up for me and stuff. So it's a good thing to have. I agree. We definitely have good, like, our family is very good. Like, our relationship with each other is also very great. Like, great mom. I feel like our family, we have good mentors, good uncles. So, but I would definitely say more of my mom. If I have any advice, I always, always go to her. Like, she's more of the person where just, like, if you're having a bad day and, like, somebody was to do something upset to you, you would always go to her. She would just always give you good advice so yeah. even though i do have good family i would say mostly it came from my mom so jen what about you and then um i feel like i'd also say like my family and like a select few like real friends like i have like a solid bond with like they won't let nothing like get past me they're mm-hmm. like oh you need to say something if you don't say it i'm yeah. gonna say it for you and it's like even with my mom, like sometimes she she can't tell the difference between like a joke and like like real disrespect. So I'm like, girl, like calm down, please. Like it's it's really not that deep. But she's like, no, you don't ever let nobody do nothing to you. If they do something to you, I'm gonna do something to them and their family. I'm like, okay, girl, like, oh. like, girl you gotta you, know, you gotta calm down. But I, it's definitely help. I say like speak up for myself and like just don't let nothing like slide past me. I I heard this thing the other day. Um, there's a difference between fitting in and belonging, right? And the difference is fitting in is you trying to shape who you are to fit into the crowd, right? So you're changing to be there. But belonging is when you can bring your authentic self without having to change who you are and you can just just be. How do you create that space of, having or feeling like you just belong right 
with your crew? How how'd you guys do that? I think I think it starts with like distancing yourself from people like who just bring negative energy. So like once you distance yourself from like people who don't have your best interest, then you start to like you start to bring in like uh more like like minded people who are like there to like bring you up and stuff. So 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 when you when you talk about finding people mm-hmm. with your best interest, right? So like you you're you're in school, you're you've got a group of friends, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, yo, we got the same interest, but like this dude's a clown, right? <laughs> so how how do you how do you begin making that shift? I think that's where like standing up for yourself comes in. So it's up to you to make that decision on whether to like just cut him off or just you know, just like or either just suck it up and stay stay friends with them. So suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's ultimately it's ultimately ultimately up to you. So yeah. Your your decision, your choice. I don't know. I feel it's gonna sound corny when I say this, but I feel like sometimes you just know, like when people are good people. I mean, some people be having them good masks, like under like them evil face. But like other than that, like I feel like sometimes you really just know, like some people, like they'll be cool with you, but like because I really thought in college, like all the drama was gone. No, <laughs> like I really thought, like oh, high school's gone. I'm in college, no drama. They'll still, there's like, we have grown folks still being in drama. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying I don't be in drama either. I be in drama, but like, I know, like, when to get out of it. Like, it's just like, I'll, I'll be in it, but I know how to settle it. Just like, okay, if that's what you believe, then I'm cool. Like, I won't like light the fire and make it more. Like, I'm not going to argue with you. Like, especially with something that's not true. No. Anyways, like, I feel like in college, like, you'll meet people that you don't vibe with. And that's okay. Like, and you be who you will vibe with, and that's cool. But just always, and I feel like you should always have that mindset where just like, don't, like, you know how people be like, don't judge a book by its cover? Like, yeah, like some people, they won't dress how you dress or like they won't think how you think, but they'll still be cool people. Like, now I have a lot of friends who are into anime, like into weird stuff, like, and they be cool. Like, they be cool people. Yeah. So I just feel like, don't always be with people like just that just look like you like. Can I ask one more question off that? Mm-hmm. Right. So like you start off saying I'm shy and reserved, right? And you you gravitated to people that dress like you, that look like you, mm-hmm. but then you began exploring people that were different. Mm-hmm. So like, what helps you make that shift to be like, yo, I, I I'm not into like the Gucci, but I'm into anime or I'm assuming K-pop or whatever, right? <laughs> so like, how how'd you? Cause that, that's a big risk. Yeah. Right. I, how how how'd you approach that? Um, I think realizing that I'm also into the same stuff. Like, okay. weird people are too. <laughs> I'm into anime. I do like K-pop sometimes. I do like all these whistles you could think of. Like, I'll be into it too. So it's just like, when you realize that you're also into it, it's just like, if they're if they're cool with being who they are, then I can be too. Yeah. So, so, like I said already always pretty shy so it's like I kind of just went based off of when people approached me and it's like kind of like just like feel them out like kind of what Naomi was saying like people say don't judge a book by its cover it's like sometimes like you can see them red flags like early on like day early, one yeah. so it's like definitely <laughs> pay attention to that like do not forget about that so yeah speaking to like many different people like I never had like a specific type of group I ever wanted to like just like fit in with it was just kind of like I want to find my people so if they talk about like things that I'm like things that I like, it will kind of like catch me by surprise, especially yeah. like, coming from like Weymouth and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh my god, you like that? I love that! Like, come on, like it's it's giving besties already. So <laughs> yeah. And so, 
can you guys talk about the transition to college and what that was like, like building your community at, um, at, on, at college? Well, I entered college during like, COVID years, so. That's right. Yeah. So, like, so you started at home on Zoom? Yeah, so I had no experience in college. So like, <laughs> Tough. I'm like masked up in school, hoodie on. So I'm not talking to nobody. I don't, I don't yeah. get sick. <laughs> so I'm like. So I was like, I was really, just, I was like by myself during my freshman year, so I can really like speak or talk to anybody. So mm. it wasn't until my sophomore year I, I was like, you know, able to like speak, and that's when I met my friend Jason, and then we just like started like talking, and then I met the rest of my friend group, and then, and then yeah, so definitely through my second year of college, I was able to make more types of friends, and then just like break through, and get more opportunities to do more certain, to do more stuff. So yeah, yeah, college was definitely nerve wracking, at least for me, like nerve-wracking because i was so used to four years of just always going to school and meeting my friends always like oh yeah. what class y'all got what do y'all want to meet but now it's like i like most of my friends like 99 percent of my friends go to UMass boston like everybody you mm. see there mostly go to UMass boston like got it. everybody and i have two other friends that also my, who are my closest best friends because we're in a trio they go to UMass boston like all of my friends go there so when i go to curry the only person i have is my brother <laughs> and mm -hmm. that's it so when i go to school like i remember i called Noah, and i was like yo no where do i go he was like leave me alone like figure it out yourself <laughs> what? Like, yes you did, I did not say that. anyway so basically <laughs> basically he was just okay maybe i'm lying a little bit but he was more like okay maybe like you're a first day like try to figure it out like you're not gonna ask for help for everybody you like, asked me you. during class i'm like literally in a lecture bro talking about work <laughs> but um yeah college for me was definitely nerve-wracking especially not being in a school with none of your friends, so you kind of do feel left out and not when for, for friends go to UMB, but um, now again, like now that I've transitioned from my shy era to like now, like being able to talk for myself mm -hmm. after a while, it was cool. So, yeah, what about you, Jen? Um, slightly different like experience from them, kind of the same, like Naomi, where it's like. You're used to seeing your friends every year and oh like okay i'm gonna just meet you here after this class blah blah like we go to lunch together something but it's like i now go to school in bridgewater so mm -hmm. it's definitely a big shift not nearly as many like black people as i would thought or like other ethnicities and races so that was something i still haven't found like my group of people in like college just because it's like i it's like i took 10 steps back basically it's like i feel like kind of like that girl in women like all mm -hmm. over again i don't like speaking to nobody i try my best to like you know only if it's about class or like schoolwork i'm like okay this thing says i got what yep. we have yeah. that's just it like i really don't try to like push nothing and it's like i don't know it's like slightly uncomfortable but recently i've been trying to like just push it like try to speak more like even if it's like not to make friends it's like at least i spoke yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah. At least I tried, basically. Yeah. So I'm curious, in terms of careers and what you're hoping to do next, is this a group? Have, have you guys kind of figured out what you think you want to do after college at this point? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm still trying to just get some more, like, opportunities for myself first to, like, just, just to make sure um, I have the necessary, like, skills and stuff to, to do the work that I want to do. So. But what what is the work that you want to do? The work that I want to do? Yeah, um, you know, like I definitely like, like becoming like, uh, like doing the stuff in marketing and stuff, uh, helping. It, I definitely want to like help a company or promote like a type of brand that that I like believe in. So like some that that speaks to me and that and that that I feel like is helping like communities and stuff. 
So like, you know, working for Coach for Change, um, it's definitely nice to like, when I was visiting the mentorship site, it was like a nice thing to just like see the kids like having fun and stuff. So especially a lot of like the like the black kids, I would always speak to them and they, they, they just had a lot of like aspirations and like hopes. So it was definitely touching to see that, um, be, to be a part of that. But um, definitely to work within a company, like just uh, market them, uh, advertise for them, you know, write for them or whatever and do those types of things. Um, it's something that I I want to do for like my type of dream job. Okay, it's fair. Naomi, do you have some thoughts? You mentioned education. Um, yeah, I definitely want to work with kids, like one hundred percent. I think my interest started in freshman year. Co- no, I college. Sorry, freshman year of high school, and we had a program like already. It was called CTE, okay. and I qualified, so I went to that CTE program. And for four years of college, I worked with infants, toddlers, and preschool. And then the summer after that, I worked with kindergarten. So, yeah, I mean, for a while, I want to work with kids. Right now, like I said, I work in a daycare. I do maybe, I think I want to work in an elementary school. That's all what, like, type setting. But um, I actually just started a minor minoring in special ed, which is weird because back in the day, I did not, like, I don't think, I didn't, I didn't really have a fond interest to work with um, special education. But now, working at a daycare, we have some kids who are on the spectrum. We do not have a lot of teachers who specifically know how to work with kids who need special education. Mm. So after that, I think that really sparked my interest at least. So, but short story short, I definitely do want to work with kids. So that's yeah, There's for sure. a massive need for special ed teachers. Yeah, 100%. So. It's awesome. Jen, how about you? Um, Same thing as Naomi. Kind of. I want to be like a child therapist or like counselor okay yeah i feel like a lot of things stem from like when you're very young like different traumas and stuff so it's like to be there to help guide somebody like through that tough time i feel like that'd be really cool gotcha okay so just bringing it into a coaching for change kind of context for a second you know everything that we are about especially with college students revolves around mentoring and expanding your network um, and, and like gaining experience, what, how, how have those concepts played a role in finding how you're going to be successful at the next level, whether it's having mentors for yourself, or, you know, older people that might be professionals or older students that have been able to show you the way in your major, in your field, um, or what kind of exposure have you had to be able to meet people to, to build a network that might allow you to find a job after college? Um, I would say for sure networking is definitely important. Um, so like, during like my like my sophomore year, um, my first like work study was like I was working for uh, Milton Historical Society. They were like a nonprofit um, like research team. So I, they they just wanted me to like kind of help them promote like what they do because they they work with elderly people and they have have a lot of historical meetings and stuff. So they they just wanted me to like reach uh, younger audiences. So I would definitely it was definitely fun to do some work for them. So you know having like contacts and like experiences and networking with different types of people will like allow you to 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 reach your like full potential and like help you access um like different departments um you know people can like vouch for you and stuff so you know doing like you know just working in different fields and industries and um just getting your feet wet and like different types of things will help you like grow as a person individually and like mentally so um yeah networking really 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 helps i'd say 
and and you felt like you've had a good foot in the door to get that started for yourself yeah okay. i'm just only getting started so i just um definitely just like just getting started and, and getting my feet wet because there's definitely um people are at their own pace so like there's definitely people like younger than me who have like who've, who've done a lot of things already mm-hmm. so like you know you just got to realize that you just got to go at your own pace go at your own pace and then um just make sure you, you just grasp like at every opportunity so awesome about Naomi or Jen? Um, you mentioned mentors. Yeah. Um, I I would say I had a lot of mentors, especially like yeah, like high school. I had one. I, I think I had two because freshman year, sophomore year, I had a teacher, and then we switched to another teacher. Those two were my mentor because they definitely sparked the education interest for me. Though now all the other teachers I had that um in classes that relate to my um, major. I would say they're my mentors too because every class I've taken for education was different. Like it would talk about special education, home, family, community, like just different type of educational settings that would help me be an educator. So that's what I would say were all my mentors. But really, what else I would say were like I don't want to say mentors, but more of like I don't know how I would describe this, but all the teachers, well, future teachers that I've met in like my classes. Like hearing everybody else's um, just experiences and how they view stuff in their classroom settings was also interesting to me because, like, sure, I've been around um, other future teachers in high school, but it was more of a smaller group. And now that I'm in college, I see a lot of other future teachers. So seeing other people's um, experiences and how they view, you know, just education in general is kind of mentor-like. I guess, which I would say, but that's what I would say. I would say I have plenty of mentors. So, so I'm I'm curious, as you talk about having different kinds of mentors and at different levels, um, what does that mean to you? Like, how did you find them and engage them to be a mentor for you? And and what does it look like when? They're helping, you know, is this office hours with professors that you're taking advantage of? Did you have to reach out to them on the side, the special to like, say, I have a really big interest in this and I feel like you can help me? Like, how how did that engagement take place? Um, I would say one mentor I had, um, which was in high school, she was more of more of like a confident booster. Like she Mm -hmm. would be like, Near me, like I never realized how good you were at teaching, cause that's was, this was my first time making lesson plans for little kids, and yeah, she would always make me realize how good I was at teaching and how good I was at like reading to kids, cause you know how you when you read to kids, like you gotta be enthusiastic or they'll yeah. just get bored and like walk yeah. away. So <laughs> like yeah, she just made me realize how um, better I could be mm. at teaching because I was good but like I was also very lazy in high school so it was like it was like my full potential so but like for her specifically she made me realize how much of a better teacher I could be and then after that um in college like I had an advisor and I would just always go to her for questions and like talk about how I could be better and things like that so just always asking questions and um yeah, I would say always asking questions to your mentors could also help you in the long run. Jen, what about you for and any and all of the above? Like, what is, what does mentoring, networking look like for you? For mentors, I kind of look at like anybody who's been in any type of like psychology class I've had, like whether they're like just a regular faculty member or like uh, another professor. 
like when they speak, I definitely listen, especially my last semester teacher because it's like she started talking about her own personal hardships and it like kind of like opened my eyes like you know this is regular stuff people do deal with this this is just a hard time you will overcome it just you know try your best to stay focused and keep pushing and then i'd say maybe like some family members like that are on the older side just like constantly encouraging you and like telling you like you can achieve this like i've watched you do x y and z i know you can get to the next level so yeah Awesome. Could each of you guys kind of give like a quick recap or a takeaway that you would give to your younger self or a middle school student or a high school student um, based on what we've talked about, right? Which is um, fitting in versus belonging, uh, breaking out of your shell, um, trying to find your tribe. What is, what's the What's the action step or what's the lessons learned you would want a middle school student, high school student to, to learn from, from, from you right now? Um, to all my high school students or <laughs> middle school students, just remember to, to always be yourself. Um, you know, once you realize like yourself is the best version of you, then, then opportunities will, will come. Um, you know, just try your best. Um, always stay focused. Um, try different uh, things in high school. Don't just stick to one thing. Um, you know, develop skills. Um, and just just be kind and just be respectful. Um, and just do your homework on time and stay in school. <laughs> stay in school. Dad. <laughs> Come on, I'm 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 pushing thirty soon. I'm twenty one years old. I'm, I'm, I'm Come on. That's crazy. Um. I would say some things I would give to my younger self or just middle school students in general is to always love yourself. I don't, people always say this in every like video you see, but it really is really important. Like you really can't start living like a great life unless you actually love yourself first. Cause I feel like if you really, like life really gets better when you start having confidence in yourself when it like, like it really starts there before you get to anywhere else. So I would say definitely start being comfortable in yourself, being having better friends, because I know y'all in middle school be in the drama. So I would say love yourself and then make sure you also have people around you that are also just healthy people, like healthy, please. Mm -hmm. But that's what I would say. So especially to all the young girls, I feel like I mean, I don't know. I feel like you you boys be like confident, which is cool and all. But I feel like when it comes to young girls, we I feel like we get a lot more insecure when it comes to like our facial features or our body or like when it comes to other men and boys. So I would say stay away from boys and just love yourself <laughs> first. So. so can I ask a, an add on question to that? Sure. Can you give our middle school and high school kids an action step that will help them love themselves? Um. I would say get a diary. Mm, I don't know. Journal. I feel like getting Got a diary it. is great. You can write your feelings out. You can talk about what you need to work on. I would say no matter how old you are, I'm sorry, no matter how old you are, get a diary. If you mm -hmm. don't want to call it a diary, fine, call it a journal. But get something to write like how you feel. Because I feel like, at least for me, that helps uh, making myself feel better. So. But I, I want to call it a diary, so I agree. I, was I like that. Yeah, I just started one last summer. Right, so it, it helps. It, it helps. Good. So it's awesome. Um, what did I say? 
don't be scared to try anything new. Yeah. Just try to like force yourself out your comfort zone, but not enough where you're, you know, doing the wrong thing. So yeah, definitely don't be scared to try anything new. Like Naomi said, love yourself. That's like the biggest thing. Don't be scared to make mistakes. Life is about trial and error and just be you like apply yourself to anything that you do. Can I do the same thing? What's yeah. one action step, right? That you would say to help someone take a small risk? Um, I say if you know you have good friends around you, it's definitely good to do it with a friend that you trust or a group of friends that you trust. If you really don't have too many people around you, you're kind of like pretty much reserved. You just got to be your own hype man, like at all times. And just don't be scared of failure. Like you're going to fail at something eventually in life. Don't let this one little thing be like a major bump in the road for you. So, yeah. Love that. Yeah, that's awesome. It's been a big deal for me even lately. What you guys are saying right now, loving yourself and to try new things. One of my biggest mindsets is intent. Understanding the intent of why you're doing it. Because trying something new just to fit in might not go well and is, could lead to a bigger letdown. But trying something because it's what you love and it's like part of how you want to express yourself. I mean, worst case scenario, it doesn't go well the first time. But you're going to be more motivated to try again. Yeah. yeah, I love that. And I also think like doing doing things that make you that make you happy, and like that, that like like that just fill you up mm-hmm. is yeah. a good part in like loving yourself too. So like just <laughs> don't do drugs. Doing fun stuff for like stuff that you enjoy is just yeah. make it a priority. Yep. One one thing that I started trying is at the end of the day, no matter how chaotic, write down your wins. Mm-hmm. Right, because life gets chaotic, right? Whether it's drama, whether it's school, whether it's commuting, um, whether it's working, you have to be able to keep score and making sure they like you recognize uh, the things that are going well and that you did right and that you learned. So, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Um, This has been a great episode. I appreciate all of you being with us today. Uh, Noah, Naomi, Jen, uh, you guys have been really awesome this episode yeah. sharing your stories uh, appreciate you being open and honest with us and sharing it with the world um, hopefully people out there are listening and relating and being inspired by the successful people that you have become and are continuing to develop into um, yeah this has been an episode of the coaching for change podcast uh, to learn more about coaching for change visit www.c4cinc.org. Um, yeah, we're excited to continue to share more stories like these and bring amazing college students like Noah, Naomi, and Jen to local schools, helping students to inspire and keep them on the right track as well. Hey, yo, one day you could be wearing this like me, feel me? Yep. <laughs> Swag all around. Swag all around. Noah does give that. All right. Thank you guys, and thanks for being so vulnerable and opening up, and we really appreciate it. This podcast is presented by Coaching for Change, empowering college students to ignite change in the next generation. A special thank you to our inspirational podcast participants for sharing their stories with all of us. 
to the amazingly talented Trey Mutava and Mutava Music for the soundtrack of this podcast, to the Fall River Public Schools for donating the space, to Rowan Edwards for filming and editing this podcast, and of course, to you, our listeners. To get involved with Coaching for Change or make a donation to the nonprofit, please visit www.c4cinc.org or find us on social media at Coaching for Change.